Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ugh. Ugh. Awful. It's an awful task that I don't ever, ever want to undertake ever again. Welcome to Manic Rambling Spiral. I am John R. Bray. And I am Heather B. Armstrong. And Heather B. Armstrong does not really know what day of the week it is, or what time of day it is. No. But here she is, nonetheless. Here I am. Apparently, like, right before I left Rome, I guess I got a cold. (laughs) Not even (laughs) really sure about that. I'm not sure, because I didn't feel like it. And I got on, well, I hadn't slept. Let's just be honest. I had not slept. At that point, getting on the plane, I had not slept for over 30 hours. Wait, this was going there, right? No, this is coming home. Coming home. Okay, okay. We had to leave the apartment at three o'clock in the morning. And I didn't want to take my medication because I I would wake up and be completely like bonked. So I didn't take any of my medication that I normally take at night. I take all of my medication at night, and it helps me sleep. So I basically was awake until my alarm went off at 1 o'clock. And anyway, uh, we w- flew from Rome to Amsterdam, and it felt like somebody was stabbing me in the ears with, like, forks and knives. Oh, the conge- Oh, yeah, I've... Yep. Have you had yeah. that happen before? It happened once, and... And obviously, if you flew from Rome to Amsterdam, you had a connecting flight, too. The same thing happened to me. It was one of the only times I had a connecting flight and I had congestion. And I I, I knew in advance, so I had taken something. I don't remember what it was I took. But we started the the descent. And Uh I think my my layover was in Washington, Dulles. We started the descent. And I, as soon as it started, I pulled out the pack of medication and I was just pushing pills into my mouth, swallowing (laughs) them. Because that is exactly how it felt. I, I felt like someone was just stabbing me on both sides of my head. Yeah, that's. And I had fallen. I fell asleep a little bit on the plane, and the pain woke me up. And when I woke up, it I I was so disoriented and out of it, and it felt like literally someone was stabbing me in my ears. And because I was so disoriented and in so much pain and <laughs> because I hadn't slept so long and because I was on my period. Um, a hell of a time to fly. <laughs> oh man, we get to Amsterdam and we find a place to sit down. We get through the, you know, passport checkpoint or whatever. And we sit down and I am, I was bawling, silently bawling. Like I just had tears streaming down my face because I was in so much pain and I was trying to, I was, I was trying not to make a scene because I, I just didn't know what to do. And then they have these people. So they, have you ever been to the Amsterdam airport? I was just going to say that's one of the few international airports I've been to. I actually really liked it. Oh, it's, it's the best airport in the world. 
super, super nice. <laughs> it is the best airport in the world. Nothing is difficult there. Everything is just super easy and accessible and clean and friendly. And and there I was crying. And they have these people walking around. There were two women actually approached me. And they they're, I wouldn't call them security, but this woman approached me and she said, are you are you okay? And I just looked at her and I pointed to, I couldn't hear anything. Yep. Like yep. the congestion made it so that I couldn't hear, which makes that. it so that you, you're kind of in this like dreamlike wandering state. Like where the hell am I? Am I even alive? Am I in the air? <laughs> am, I, am I floating? And she looked at me and I just pointed to my ears and just shook my head. And I made out what she said to me. She's like, there's a, I can take you to medical. And I was like, no, 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 no. She came back to check on me like four times. Oh, wow. Like, and I didn't know if maybe she thought like I was crying about something else or, you know, there I am with the person in the cowboy hat. <laughs> right. right. She's like, <laughs> like oh, yeah, that woman needs some help. That woman needs some help. Like, is is he hurting her? Like, there was a concern about them. Like, when they came to me, because I, I was literally, like, my face is just covered in tears because it was so painful. Anyway, so we got, I got home yesterday, and I, my ears still have not popped. So I... That was my I, question. It yeah, took mine I'm, four days. Four days. And it was a short, it was a, it was a trip with my last company. And I, the, I think the, the layover in Washington was like an hour and a half. And I remember sitting there in the airport eating a hamburger, not able to hear. And it was, I mean, <laughs> you almost feel like everything around you is kind of like viscous. Yes. Like everything just moves in this really, it, it's really strange. And I was just delighted to no longer feel like I was going to die. Yeah. But then there was that knowledge that then I had to get on the plane and it would happen again. Yes. But it, my ears didn't pop until a day after I got home. So I had like three flights. It was oh, terrible. God. Oh yeah. I, I I it hasn't happened to me in a very long time. And so I just forgot the pain. It's just a and I'm I'm acquainted with pain, physical pain, but this is just it's like it almost it feels like like somebody's stabbing you in your eyes and ears and brain. And anyway, my ears still haven't popped. I was in this like total dreamlike state the entire day yesterday and marlo i think has grown five inches since i was here <laughs> oh wow and lita is wearing contacts right so i got her the contact lenses like right before i left and she still has both she she still has both contact <laughs> That's lenses good i got her a whole bunch of trial lenses before i left so i'm looking at my kids and i'm in this viscous state and i'm like who are you <laughs> <laughs> you grew four inches and you don't have glasses on. I don't know who you are. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to get back into the, it's the re, the re-entry. I'm trying to get back into it. Yeah. Everything's good. Yeah. You posted something. I don't remember how you worded it, but you worded it really well on Twitter about how, how kids change your perspective on the movement of time and events in the world. I don't remember how you worded it. But, you know, talking about how you saw all of this amazing stuff when you were gone and you come home and you've just missed volumes. Uh, volumes. Yeah. My my child is wearing contact lenses and she has a little bit of makeup on and she walks into the house and her she's done her hair in a different way. 
And I look at her and I, she was really confused because I, I'm, I'm very disoriented and I had to pull her back and I just grabbed her by the shoulders and looked her up and over and like, I just kept looking at her and studying her face. And she's like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, you're a completely different person than when I left. And <laughs> it's like I missed years of her life in the in the nine days that I was gone. So I think it's also the stuff that you just because you're always there. Yeah, that you don't notice. And I know we've talked about this a little bit, but Lexton is actually gone again for Thanksgiving and he left Friday. So he's been gone for four or five days now. And right. last night I talked to him for the first time he called and the first three words he said my jaw dropped because immediately I thought, oh my God, his voice is so deep. Really? And and after he kept talking, it settled in again where it was normal for me. But I, it's like I realized what everyone has been telling me for the last six months is that, wow, his voice is really dropping. It's a lot deeper than it has been. And I don't ever hear that. Right. Because you were around it so often. All the time. All the time. Yeah. It was, it was really surreal. Yeah. That's exactly... It was exactly like I, these things. I, I don't think we take them for granted. We're just accustomed to being around our children, and so when they come back to us after several days, you're like, oh, "Holy shit!" Marlo is like all legs. Yeah. Like her legs stretch for miles, and she came and she she walked in the house and grabbed me, and I'm like, it was like a spaghetti monster. Like it was just. <laughs> I don't know. It's good yep. to be home. It's good to see them. I'm so glad that it's Thanksgiving so that I can just sort of like take a breath because that trip was whirl fucking wind, man. Like we did not stop. We were going, 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 going. And I had a, there's one night where I had a complete like meltdown because I was just, I hadn't taken a breath. It was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I followed along. I mean, oh, in your you. stories, and it was not only were you at different places, but I'd be looking through things. I'm like, oh, she's in a totally like different city now. Yeah, like, not just at a different building, but in a totally different place. Yeah, it was. It was wonderful. Italy is beautiful, and the people are so lovely and enthusiastic and warm, and the food is great. And the weather was phenomenal. It was like 60 degrees the whole time. Oh, wow. The, the train travel was easy. Like the places we stayed were great. I couldn't have asked for a better trip. So, you know, su success there. I just, the, the, the trip home was one of the, and I have experienced really bad plane rides, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like I have food poisoning or some sort of, diarrheal situation going on in Peru and had to go from Peru to Central America to LA and then to Salt Lake City and I had diarrhea the entire time and there was no access to a bathroom <laughs> right oh man <laughs> like that was about I'm acquainted with bad plane rides and yesterday you would think you know just getting to Amsterdam and then Amsterdam straight to Salt Lake City you would think you know it'd be fine I just I was in absolute misery the entire time, just sitting there trying to hold my shit together. So, yep, totally get it. And I remember I, because like I said, I knew that congestion could be an issue mm -hmm. and we took off 
and within three minutes, I'm like, this is nothing. Like, I don't know why anyone said this was bad. And then it was the landing <laughs> that just destroyed me. And I, yes. I've always taken pity on parents who have really small children on planes because it's mm-hmm. it's got to be weird for a tiny human being. Yes. And especially at landing when they cry because they don't understand that feeling. Right. It's so disorienting. After that, like not understanding why it was that bad. Oh my God, yeah. I totally get it. Absolutely unbelievable. And also before we get to the next topic of conversation that I really want to get to, movies on planes. We've talked about this before where like for some reason, movies on planes, I guess because I don't ever really watch movies, I, movies on planes are amazing. <laughs> Yes. I watched the latest Mission Impossible. Have you seen it? I don't think so. What is it called? Fallout? Yeah, I don't think I've seen it. Is it amazing like they all are? Well, you know, it's it's a Mission Impossible movie, right? I think what I love, and this sort of ties into another thing that I was wanting to talk about at some point. So there is a Scientologist center that just opened up here in Salt Lake City. Oh. Brand new huge Scientologist city or center and it's right down the street and we pass it all the time and it has this huge sign that says everyone is welcome and my kids have been asking me about Scientology and Tom Cruise is a very well-known Scientologist it it feels like with his movies like he has to one-up himself with every movie that he does like every movie is more intense and then more intense and then more intense and this movie was just non-stop Tom Cruise balls out like it was it was jaw-dropping like what he was doing that's what I love about them because they're yeah. they're so ridiculous in an yes. in an impressive way I, I don't remember it must have been around the time that this movie was coming out but there was an article out and someone was kind of making the argument that these movies work so well because they are his brain like this they is are Tom, who he is. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It is it is nonstop. It is nonstop him getting injured and running and jumping and falling and flying and it is it's so intense and so believable even though it's ridiculous. <laughs> and oh yeah. I, I was trying to explain to my kids or Marlo especially keeps asking about Scientology and I'm like, "Well, they I think it's a very disciplined cult can i call it a cult (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean yeah disciplined religion and i said that you know the most famous one of them tom cruise who is very successful and very disciplined and when you watch the movies you see his dedication to his art and i would call it art what he does i love watching him Uh, there's that movie do you see the movie that he was in i'm sorry i'm going off the rails I'm delusional. It's all right. It's Tom Cruise. Let's do it. <laughs> the movie where he like relives the day again and again and again. Is that like he he's a uh, like a soldier? Yeah. Yeah. And he goes out and gets, I mean, essentially like every day gets killed and then wakes up and does it again. Yeah. Like the military version of What About Bob? Yeah. <laughs> or not What About Bob? Groundhog Day, rather. Groundhog Day. Yeah, I was struck when I watched that because I watched that movie on a plane as well. And I was struck by, first of all, he is so fucking intense in that movie. He just doesn't stop. The energy just, his energy level increases as the movie goes on. And I was like, nobody else could have pulled off what he did in that movie. He was so believable in it. Oh, yeah. Um, 
And, you know, he did that whole Brooke Shields thing about postpartum depression and how people shouldn't take pills and whatnot. And he has his flaws, but I really, really, really like. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I disagree with a lot of what he chooses to focus on. But in terms yeah. of his his movies, they're great. Yeah. They just I had are. to pause it. I had to pause it a couple of times because I had to catch my breath and it was a great distraction. <laughs> it was a great distraction from the pain that I was in, but I was looking around at everybody and I wanted to go, have you guys seen this? Have you seen this? <laughs> That's what I get on planes and I watch movies and I'm just like, movies are so amazing. I love movies. <laughs> yeah, and you, you didn't work on the plane. I did not work. No. Hell yeah. Mm-mm. I got all my shit done before I left. And I got some shit done while I was there. And then I just suffered on the plane ride home. I'm fine. Just suffered. Well, at least you didn't have to suffer and work. And you're moving. I am moving. <laughs> you're moving. I'm moving oh my God. in. Well, I guess it'll. it's about three weeks. It's about three weeks. It is okay. a small move and a big move because I'm moving in the same city. I'm not like moving out, but I'll take a step back. Basically... When I moved last time, as many listeners will recall, I needed to find a place in a bit of a hurry um, because everything. Why was did in you have upheaval. to do that? Why did yeah. you have to find a place in a bit of a hurry? Oh, you know, because my partner of ten years got married to someone suddenly. else suddenly, suddenly, just like out of the blue, out of the blue. So mm-hmm. I had to find a place, and my goal at the time was to find something that would be as similar or seamless for Lexton as possible. And I did. And at the time it was exactly what I needed because for one, it was available and for another, it was similar. And honestly, the rent at the time was cheap and has not increased. Mm -hmm. It's been great, but I don't, it's been great. Aside from those two things, it's worked, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's worked for what I needed it, but I've never actually really liked it. It just served the need at the time. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to move, but in my area, well, it's twofold. The, the area that I live tends to be more expensive, which sucks. And mm-hmm. my rent is really cheap. So not only is it an expensive area, but it seems like a, a huge leap for me because my rent is abnormally low. And as I was looking, everything that I would rent was so much higher that I started to look at buying because buying was the same, if not cheaper. So I bought a house. You bought a house. Bought a house, which is simultaneously thrilling and absolutely horrifying. Okay, you bought a house. House. So you didn't just yeah. like buy a condo or an apartment. You bought yep. a house. Yep. You bought a yep. fucking house? Yep. Sorry. Yep. I'm going to be know. fuck, 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 fuck right now because yep. <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> that is a major commitment. It's, oh yeah. And there's there's days that I wake up and I'm totally super excited and really pumped about getting in there and, you know, making it our own space. And and then there's other days I wake up and really try to strategize a way out of it, which at this point is impossible, but <laughs> you know, I mean, I like, I, it's weird because I love everything about it. I like the layout of the house. I like where it is. I like everything about it feels right. And I had been looking on and off for several months Um, while also looking at places to rent just to see what would pop up. So it did feel like a thought out decision, but it's terrifying. I've never owned a home and it, it's, it sucks to do it by yourself, to be honest. Yeah. Because I I remember seeing it and the market here is 
for a house to be on the market for a week or more is weird. Uh huh. Well, yeah. Like the, mar- the market super is weird. Oof. right. And yeah. I saw I saw it the day after it was listed and made an offer that day, <laughs> and it was the third offer they had. <gasps> so that's how this goes. But I, you know, as I was leaving, my realtor said. I totally understand that you want to think about it, but you need you need to understand that you you can't. Like you you're not going to have time to think about anything that comes up because right. that's how this that's how this is. And I remember getting home and I Lexton was actually with Heather that weekend. I remember getting home and sitting down and just kind of staring at my phone trying to think of who to talk to uh-huh. about the decision. And there wasn't that's not a thing. Like if there's another person, you can kind of gut check. Right. But that wasn't an option. So it was kind of just me. I mean, I, I did. I, I texted my parents and it's not that I couldn't communicate with anyone, but without someone there to take that leap with you, it's just really strange. Yeah. Way different than renting a place. Like, way, Oh my God. It's, way completely, it's a completely, it's a completely different separate commitment. Yeah. I mean, you have to come up with a down payment and, Oh yeah, and deal with mortgages and deal with paper. Oh my god, the paperwork! Holy shit! Oh, the paperwork! Oh my god, yeah. Oh, and the 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 guy that I have for my mortgage is awesome. He's been really patient because I was. Oh my god, I can't even count how many questions I asked him. But there was part of me reading everything. I'm like, well, I, I don't understand this, but I'm probably not supposed to. Like, there's so much legalese and all of this whatnot. But at the same time, I'm not going to sign mortgage papers for something when I don't know what's in there, Yeah, you know, to fully, to fully understand it. So that, and, and it's such a raw, I mean, you've, you've bought homes. It's like, there's tons of work immediately uh-huh. and then you just sit and wait. And then you sit and wait. But okay. that first week was just holy between the agent and the home inspection and radon tests and the lawyer and the more it's holy shit. <laughs> So, okay. So, how, what kind of house is that? Is it a two bedroom, a three bedroom, a one bedroom? Like, what is what? Tell it me is, about it. It's an old house. The well, the area that I live, um, the downtown ish area tends to be older. And then as you get farther out, the, there's newer construction. And this is more in the downtown. So, it's an older house. Um, the cool thing about it is the people I'm buying it from have lived there for over 30 years. So they know the Whoa. house, they've taken care of it. They've actually updated it pretty well. So I like that it's, I don't feel like it's someone who just moved in and redid the bathroom in the kitchen and moved out. Right. But it is a three bedroom and one of them is oh, on nice. the smaller side, which is great because that will be an office. I've never actually had an official home office. So that'll be awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm very, <laughs> very excited about that. And it has a garage, which will be amazing because. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Because of snow. Because mm-hmm. of because of snow. And Lexton is really excited because he just like messes with all sorts of engines and motors and all that. And I'm thrilled because I can get all of his crap out of the house. Yeah. Into a separate area. And so he'll have great. his own room and yep. right? Yep. He has he has it. So we we've each got a room and then there's the the office. And it's two two floors. It's got a basement that's not finished, but also not not finished. Kind of a a very yeah. basementy basement. 
uh, and a, and it's got a front porch, which is oh. awesome. That that's always important. Yes, you don't realize how important it is until you don't have one. Yes, and mm-hmm. it's the first time I will be living on. This sounds really weird, but on like a residential street with a sidewalk in over ten years. Really, the last two places I've been have been on busier streets without sidewalks that are definitely not the kind of street you'd send your kid like walking down. Right. So, and it's closer to downtown. So Lexton is super pumped. He's already been like mapping on his phone, the distance to different places to go. And, <laughs> you know, oh, that's whatever. adorable. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really excited. So it'll be, it'll be great. Huge. It's also, Yeah. Just trying I know to it's, plan and it's frightening. Okay, so yeah. are you hiring movers? Or are you doing the moving yourself? Nope, definitely hiring movers. I okay, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing that again. I don't. I'm not ever doing that again. I really thought I was going to die. Um, that's a really good decision on your part. It's a good yeah. investment. Yeah, I, I personally think it's worth. I've never done it, but I've gotten quotes. It's worth every penny. Mm-hmm. It just. The time saved, the energy saved, the stress saved. I mean, I've moved enough and helped enough people move to know that it's never as short as you think it will be. It's never as easy as you think it will be. Nothing ever fits the way you think it'll fit. I don't want to mess with that. Yeah. And I have, from where I park to my front door is 42 steps. (laughs) Oh, my God. And I don't want to climb those. I've done it enough. (laughs) Not doing it. 42. The very specific. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know, it's exactly 42 steps. <laughs> now, within the first couple of months of moving in and just swearing about it every time, I'm like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to count these fucking things because this is ridiculous. <laughs> and moving furniture down those steps is, uh, I can't, mm, no. Nope. Nope. No. Yeah. So that's going to be big. It's also, I mean, that means I move like the second week of December. Which Before Christmas. In some ways is good because a lot of people don't move then. So finding a mover and yeah. all of that was fine, but it's like move and then Christmas. And I've already I've already told Lexton, I'm like, we're probably not gonna do a tree because I'm not gonna set one up where I am now and take it down. And I don't know what to do once I'm there. Uh-huh. You know, I mean I guess I could prop up a tree by a bunch of boxes. You you have to unpack. Unpacking yeah. is a thing. Yeah. Fortunately, I I don't have a ton of stuff. I mean, I left most everything when I moved here and then quickly realized how much stuff I didn't need. Uh-huh. So that's nice in that sense. But it'll be it'll be a thing. It's a thing. It's an investment. It is a commitment. Oh yeah. To own a house. Oh yeah. I remember buying my first when we bought our first house. Jackson. <laughs> Jackson. Forgot about Jackson Hex. Yeah. It uh I just rem- yeah, the paperwork I remember was just endless and it was, you know, it, it kind of feels like you're sort of jumping off a building. You know, yes. it's scary as hell that you're like you look at the numbers and you do the calculations and it's <sighs> Yeah. That's I, I mean that's exactly how it felt and I think this has worn off, but initially, you know, when you rent, you know that 12 months later, if you want, you'll have the option to go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. That's automatically part of renting because that's a lease is normally 12 months. 
And for some reason, after I bought the house, I, I think I had sort of convinced myself that I just purchased my casket. Like, <laughs> I'm going to die in this home. I can never leave it. I mean, in reality, I can still move. It's just a bigger deal than breaking a lease yeah. or, or finishing a lease. It's not like I'm stuck there forever. But that was honestly, I made the offer. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die in this home. Mm-hmm. And that was a little, that was a little scary. Because I truthfully, I mean, five years from now, I don't know if I want to be here. I have no family here. I have really no reason to be here other than Lexton. And if he goes mm-hmm. off and does his own thing, then I don't know. Then you can go anywhere. I can. Yeah. I can. And now I just have a house to sell. <laughs> I will, you know, everybody, when I was renting, people ask me all the time, why are you renting? Like, why aren't you? And because I lost so much money on two of the houses that I bought and I had to sell the last house that we owned. I had to sell it. I was carrying the mortgage. I'm the one who had to take care of selling the fucking house, which included, uh, we, I, we put it on the market in winter or it was on the market for over 10 months and it was snowy and it was all hardwood floors, and I had two dogs who would track in snow. And I had an assistant, and I had a babysitter, all of us in the house, and the assistant's ex-boyfriend lived in the basement. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. (laughs) So there were, like, you know, 60 different variables in terms of getting out of the house to show the house to sell it. And, and to keep it in showable condition. To keep it in showable condition. Yeah, it was an absolute fucking nightmare. And whenever anybody asked me, why didn't you buy it? I'm like, oh, dude, I don't ever want to have to go through selling a house again. I don't ever want to live through that again. It was such a nightmare. Yeah. And yeah. Well, there's the other aspect, too. I mean, because I get those same questions. Like, wow, you're still renting. Why are you renting? Well, because if shit breaks, <laughs> I don't have to deal with that. So that is, I mean, that's something when I think about that, like if the, if the washing machine dies, that's totally on me. Mm -hmm. But on the flip side, especially with where I currently am, you know, my landlord will have a friend come over to look at it and quote unquote fix it. And I, I guess I've just reached a point where I would rather take on the full responsibility and get things done in a way that makes sense than not have that responsibility and have someone else half-ass it. And mm-hmm. she's a lovely woman. I, I genuinely like her as a person. I just want to be able to fix things in a way that fixes them, not hodgepodge <laughs> things together. I'm yes. sure my tone will change in six months when I've replaced like nine appliances and I want to die. But for now, it sounds appealing. Yeah, you you get into the house and you realize, oh, I'm the one that has to take care of the yard. I'm the one that has to repair the brick if a brick falls off the building. Yep. I'm the one that has to take care of all of this. It's like this. That's part of the commitment is like, it is now your responsibility when something breaks. Yeah. You have to figure that out. It's it's even the little things, though. Like we, I, I, I put in the, and I did all of this without talking to Lexton because, he was, he was at Heather's, not that it's his decision, but I was trying to loop him in as things were happening, but it happened so quick. And he found out, was really excited. And like three days later, he goes, 
So, does it come with a lawnmower? And I had like I hadn't even processed this. I'm like, no shit, it doesn't come with a lawnmower, or a snowblower, or shovels, or any of the things that I've just been given as a renter. Yeah, like exactly. You don't think about that because I, I mean, I've been renting for ten years, more longer than that. I mean, I was in apartments, so I didn't have to mess with it. But in both houses, lawnmower, snowblower, shovelers, salt. Like it was all provided <laughs> by the landlord. So it's it's weird to uh to think about. Yeah. And but, and then uh, on the flip know. side of that, like I had to sell a lawnmower and I had to sell this gigantic tractor fucking snowblower. Like there's all the stuff that I because I when I sold that house, I was like, I'm not buying by myself. I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. And I I mean, I needed to get on my feet in terms of like being being a single parent and my business and all of that and it's like I don't want to have to deal with a mortgage right now and but I have to sell all of these things that I can't use anymore because they're all provided in the other house that I rented um yeah you don't think about those things you're like oh god snowblower <laughs> yep and honestly I think if if renting had been a more reasonable option. I wasn't opposed, but the like my my mortgage will be roughly equal to right renting a three bedroom apartment. So yes. homes to rent were like, I mean, four to six hundred dollars more than what I'll be paying in a mortgage. Yeah, and I I couldn't I could and I knew if I told myself, well, I'll just move for a year. Until I can figure it out. No, that would not happen. I would end up staying there for another three or four years renting. And I don't know. Took the leap. Terrifying leap. I know. There's there's all these factors that go into it. There's all these different factors that go into it. And you have to weigh that. So I, um, when I sold the house, I moved into a house down the street, literally. And it was big. It was a big house. But the rent was so reasonable. And then I rented out two rooms in the basement as well to supplement Oh yeah. that it was just like, okay, let me get on my feet in terms of, and get oriented now that oriented, orientated, it's not orient. I hate that word or people use orientated. Eh, sorry. Get oriented just in terms of my life. And I looked at the, the rent and then I looked at the cost of like buying a house that was like, uh, a third of the size and it was going to cost triple what I was going to pay in rent. But the market right now is so crazy. Oh yeah. I mean, it's crazy there, right? It's, it's crazy. I mean, I think the market, it really depends on the price for more expensive homes. The market I think is more reasonable because it moves slower. But when you're at homes that are kind of at the average price, it's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, absolutely ridiculous. I like within within 24 hours of listing this place had three offers. Which is insane. That's insane. So you know how the the streets are situated in Salt Lake. It's like first south, second south, third south, fourth south, fifth south, right? Right. It's a coordinate like they don't the streets don't have names, they're just numbers and it's and Temple Square is 00, zero. and then you basically have an x and a y, right? Right. Fourth south, fourth north, fourth east, fourth west. Anyway, there's this main street in Salt Lake City, 4 South, which goes from 
it basically goes from the university all the way to the airport. And they that's where the tracks line, the main tracks line is on 4 South. And there is this huge boom going on right now in terms of all these condos being built. And because there's all these tech companies here and they're bringing in these young kids who, you know, the cost of living here is so much more affordable than San Francisco. And you've got eBay and you've got Adobe and you have a ton of tech companies here and rent is crazy right now in Salt Lake City. It's ridiculous. So is buying a better option for a lot of um, people? I don't know. Um, because I haven't looked into it, but I mean, I've looked at I've looked at rent for like a one or a two bedroom is just stupid. This is Utah. It's stupid, and I'm like I'm scared for when the boom goes bust because it will. There's oh, yeah. just so many condos going up in Salt Lake City. It's crazy right now, and. I thankfully am just sort of watching it from the outside and I'm not inside of it. <laughs> I'm not inside of a house where I'm cleaning the snow off the floor that my right. dogs have tracked in. <laughs> You're just an observer. You don't have to actually participate in it, which is, yeah. which is a good place to be. Yeah. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This is a big thing for you. So you have to like get ready and all that shit. I mean, moving is moving is a thing. <laughs> oh, it's a big thing. It's funny because... I mean, like I mentioned, Lexton is gone. So I've already started. There's there's things I can pack that we don't use regularly, you know, like stuff on shelves or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I've started to kind of strategize and think of what I can pack up ahead of time. But it's still really daunting. And what what really is good and bad is when I moved, there was there was a table in the kitchen and a table i basically my my landlord gave me like two two and a half tables because one of them is kind of a little nook table and chairs which was great because when i moved i didn't take furniture right but so that also ha- means has now, kept all the furniture oh i just left it all except except the ottoman which i took <laughs> you took the ottoman purely out of spite <laughs> And I still hate it and will probably not move that with me. But I don't have a table at all, like a a dining table or chairs. So that's something I have to get. And it's not like something I can get 
later because we need somewhere to eat. You is there an IKEA nearby? There is. Oh yeah, I mean there's plenty of places nearby and of course I I mentioned IKEA just in passing to Lexin. He's like, "Oh yeah, that's going to be awesome." I'm like, yeah, you don't actually have to pay for anything there. So it's going to be less awesome. Because I, I know how Ikea goes. You go for like a table that you find online and you leave like $4,000 later with a bunch of yes. potholders. So, but there are, there's actually two Ikeas within reasonable distance of me, which is a little absurd. Mm. So there will be some Ikea-ing, especially for his room for things like shelves and whatnot. That's fun. It, it'll be, it'll, it'll be fine. I don't know how Ikea is before Christmas. I imagine it's Uh, absolute chaos. Yeah. So, but there's only like, I've started to make a list of the things that I need and then prioritize that. Like, what do I really need in the first month? Because if I can wait until January when things have kind of calmed down, that'll be nice. Yeah. You get to, you get to make this place your home, you know? Oh yeah. That's really exciting. That's an exciting thought. I am excited about that. And even this place, like I have almost no art up because I've never really, it's always felt like a temporary stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is, I mean, we've, we've made a life here, you know, and, and I think that all things considered, Lexton really transitioned really well and it worked out really well and it was great. And, you know, and, and the yard that I have now is massive. And when I moved and he was 11, that was awesome because he was out in the yard. He's going to be 15 in March, which is fucking insane. But he doesn't, he doesn't need all the space anymore because that's not his interest anymore. Uh So a lot of the things that I looked for when I was looking to rent are now obsolete. Right. So not that you need to, you know, move every time your, you know, life changes, but it just, it'll be nice to feel like I belong somewhere. I guess. So I lived in the same house. We moved into the house when I was five and I lived there until I left for college. And my children have lived in one, two, three, four, five. This is the sixth place I think that they'd lived. Um, wow. <laughs> in their short lives. But my mother, so my mother stayed here. My mother and stepfather stayed here while, while, while we were gone to take care of the kids and um my mother said that she was just astonished by how much my children love living here just astonished not in the sense that she didn't think that that they would love it she was just like they are so comfortable in this home and they love it here and they come in the door and they you can see them immediately react relax um so that's invaluable it's invaluable, and there's a there's there was a part of me for a while that was like, oh my god, I've moved my kids, so like I feel like I'm like a in the military, except that I'm just moving around Salt Lake City seven times. <laughs> there was a part of me that was like, oh my god, is this gonna do? What is how is this gonna affect my kids? But they're reasonably well adjusted. <laughs> it's funny because I went through the same thing. I mean, I lived in the same house my entire life until I moved out when I was twenty. And I think Lexton has lived in one, two, three, four. The The house when we move will be number five. Oh, and wow. I was kind of concerned, like along the same lines. 
but I, I don't know, looking back and, you know, even looking ahead to this next move, I don't feel that it's been a big issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, people move far more than I have. It's not like I've moved that often, but when you look at your own past and realize you never moved and then, you know, your kids have moved multiple times, it's just different. Yeah. It, you know, I think we may have said this before, but I think what it is, is that they, it's not necessarily the home. It's the love. <laughs> it's the love and the attention that is the home. Right. Um, and knowing that I'm always, I always have their backs and knowing that I'm always going to stand up for them and be there for them, I think is more important than living in the same house forever. Yes. So. Yep. Yeah. It's the relationship yeah. that you maintain. And I think for me, I'm just, I'm excited and this, I mean, it sounds really weird, but I'm excited to kind of have that relationship with the house, like yeah. to feel that same sort of connection with the house. Yeah. Because I think that will just help me feel settled. And I'm not I'm not naive enough to think I'm gonna move in and it's gonna be perfect. I'm I mean, I'm fully prepared to move in and have like the the water heater go or something. Yeah. Because I might as well be ready for that. <laughs> but I just think it's going to feel like more of a permanent stop. Yeah. Even if it's only four or five or six years or whatever it ends up being, I, I feel like it will be a little more settled. Yeah, I came into this home and like my office is completely set up. It's decorated. Everything is put like I have. There's art all over the walls in my office here. Um, and the living room is completely set up. There's art all over the walls in the living room. And I don't know, there is something about that. The the temporariness of the, the house that I lived in after I sold the last house. It took me a long, 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 long time to go. Maybe I should hang something up. <laughs> yeah there's something about because it was a rental and i didn't know how long i was going to be there and there's something about the permanence of the commitment where you're like i'm gonna hang i'm gonna hang art yeah yeah and i think it's it like i almost felt like by doing that here where i'm at now it was sort of giving in like i knew i didn't really feel like this is where i wanted to be but to hang art and to do all of those things would feel like me kind of just letting it happen anyway. Yeah. As weird as it sounds, because I mean, the walls are bare, not everywhere, but relatively bare, which seems strange, but it, I don't know. It just didn't, it never felt right. And I'm, I've already started thinking about, oh, well, this would look really good in this room. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I mean, I've been thinking about that since I signed the offer. Yeah. I'm not one of those Christmas tree people. I don't know where the Christmas tree would go. That never really occurred to me. But art, art, I have some ideas. Uh, Christmas tree, you brought that up. I have always, I grew up with an artificial tree. We grew up with an artificial tree, right? So we did a real Christmas tree once. And it almost burned the house down. Oh, God. (laughs) I never had an artificial tree, so... You've never had an artificial no, tree? No, we always had our own. And when I was really little, we would actually cut our own. So You would cut your own? Yeah, I mean, what? I lived, I was in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. There were actually, I remember a couple years, my parents had friends who lived like out in the woods and they would have a Christmas tree party and they'd have food and drink and you'd go out their back door into the woods and find a tree. 
<laughs> Find a drink. That was it. You drag it back on a sled. Oh my god! No, amazing. I, I've had, I've had, we've had a pre-lit Christmas tree since 2005. Yeah, same like artificial. Dr- yeah, okay. well, I, I gave it, I gave it away in the move because I didn't want to haul it because cowboy always gets a real tree. Like it's a thing. Like okay. he, he always gets a real tree. And <laughs> we were walking Marlo to school this morning and. Are like so we're gonna get a tree and you know in the next couple of weeks and she's like what do you mean we're like we're, we're gonna go get a christmas tree she's like don't we have one totally a foreign and he concept just, he's just like shaking his head he thinks i'm so ridiculous that i had an artificial tree <laughs> it is uh, like, I am there's a no hit. middle ground on that people who like artificial <laughs> I, trees I that's all they have and people who like well, real trees they won't hear it any other thing. way i i don't ever ever there's like on the list of things that I don't ever want to do in life ever again is wrapping lights around a real tree. I remember like, you saying that before. Uh, oh, yeah. Awful. It's an awful task that I don't ever, ever want to undertake ever again. So, Well, you can sip a cocktail and Cowboy can do it. <laughs> yeah. It'll be great. You get the best of both worlds. You won't actually have to do the, the lights, but you can enjoy a real tree. Yeah, it'll smell. You know, it'll smell like Christmas. It'll be great. You know, yes. it's a new tradition. And yeah, and and I think we need to remind everyone: you dressed up for Halloween, so in like three <laughs> weeks, you might be talking about how amazing it is to put lights on a tree. Mm-hmm. At this point, it wouldn't really surprise me. Not only that, I so i'm not gluten intolerant i just stopped eating it back in 2010 2011 and, and i felt a ton better man has europe changed me <laughs> really back to gluten. i ate so much bread and i ate so much <laughs> pasta and i ate so much risotto and it was just amazing yeah and bread, you still bread, feel bread, okay bread, though bread, bread, bread i still feel great yeah that's good so, things are changing man things are changing all around you're moving I know the end of the year it's going to be a a wild six weeks or so. 2018. A lot has happened this year. Holy <laughs> shit! And it's it's not over. Did you see there was a, there was something going on around Twitter that where there's there was like it's it's already the like it's already November. We are almost at the end of 2018. What did you do this year? Oh yeah, those and, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah. And I was like, I read a book. <laughs> <laughs> I saw something else. It, it was, I don't remember what it was. It was like historians and archaeologists. They they documented like the worst year of human existence was, I don't know, five five 526 BC or something. I don't remember what it was. And some, someone responded and they're like, I don't know. There's still like six weeks left this year. So it feels a bit <laughs> premature. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it just seemed pretty accurate to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, think about what's happened. Like, you're, I moved, and you're moving. And you wrote a book. I wrote a book, and shit, man. It's crazy. Lots going on. Lots going on. And 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 high schoolers. High schoolers. High, high school, yes. Ugh. Wow. Uh-huh. And it seems like it just went, I mean, it always does. It's super cliche, but it went by so quick. 
But so I'm just glad it's not 2016. I just, I'm just happy. Oh yeah, happy about that. 2016 will go down for me as the the year. Ugh. So as the year, ugh. the year. <laughs> only up, only up from there. Only up. Oh, and that. Let me let me just say this. Only up. <laughs> I have no when, idea where this is going. I know. I, no, but I I don't even see. It's just, it's just a ramble because I still can't <laughs> hear anything. Um, like when I'm on, like when I'm on my deathbed, or like I know that I'm going out, and people are going to ask me, like, "What is your one bit of advice in life?" And I'm going to say, "Always look up. Whenever, where, wherever you are, always look up. That's where the most interesting shit is." Always and look up. Huh. Always look up. Especially in Rome, <laughs> like the best shit to, to see is above you. It's a hell of a metaphor. It's a metaphor, but like the ceilings and all of the churches and in all of the places that we went, the ceilings were the most interesting part of the building. And then we got into the Sistine Chapel, right? Your first you're time? Not supposed to... Oh, yeah. Okay. I've never been to Rome. I've never been to Italy. Have you been? I have not, no. Okay. So the Sistine Chapel is this thing, right? It's a big, like you go into the Sistine Chapel and there's like a million people in there and you're not allowed to take photos and they're screaming at you not to take photos. And so I had, I turned my camera, I just held my camera in my hand, my phone, and I just kept taking snapshots of the ceiling. <laughs> like you can't take photos at all, period? No. Wow. Not in the Sistine Chapel. The Sistine Chapel is a sacred chapel and they do not want you taking photographs of it. Interesting. But I was just like, look up. Like, that is where the most interesting shit is. And it, I, yeah, it works as a metaphor for life. And it's me who is a, an eternal pessimist trying to turn shit around. <laughs> that's good. I mean, we're, we're not at New Year's yet, but that's, that's, like a, that's like resolution stuff right there. Always look yeah. up. Always look up. That's where the most interesting shit is. See, sleep so. deprivation, jet lag. It's good. See what mm-hmm. you conclude. Look what I concluded. It was amazing. Yeah. You should do that more often. 30 hours without mm-hmm. sleep and sinus pressure. <laughs> you know, it was really cute. I'm just going to share this here at the end. I was putting Marlo to bed last night and she was really, really happy to see me, which was really comforting. And she has this, she can, she has a, a, it's not a bunk bed, but it's in a loft bed. And I always get up there and we talk and I sing some songs sometimes. And she had, she turned to me and she put her arm around me. And because my mother and stepfather were here, they just drove her to school. Well, I walk her to school every day with Coco. And it's a thing. And she turned to me and she said, are we going to walk Coco to school tomorrow, mom? And I was like, yeah, of course. And she started crying. (laughs) Really? She was so happy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Such a little thing, too. I mean, not for her, clearly, but it's really interesting. Yeah. So. Feels good to be home. It's good to be home. Yeah. I have so much laundry. Shit. Yeah. (laughs) There's that. Okay. Oh, yeah. And you have to move. (laughs) And I have to go. God, I know. And we have to get through this holiday, which this episode will will be up on Thanksgiving. So to anyone who is hiding in the bathroom from their relatives or kind of passed out on the sofa after eating. Thanks for listening. God, Thanksgiving. Yeah. Almost, almost here. Yeah. Happy Thanksgiving to all. 
Happy Thanksgiving to all. Yeah. And if if anyone out there can relate to the intense stabbing pain of uh-huh. uh, congestion on an airplane. What are, what are your tools? We'd like to hear that. If you have horror stories about moving, just keep them to yourself, please. <laughs> only the only the good ones for now would be great. But if you really can't contain yourself, as always, you can email us at stories at manicramblings.com. And you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at manicramblings. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash manicramblings. And a bit of and personal also- news. And also... Um, I, well, I'm going to give a really quick nutshell because I don't know if I've shared this, but in 2014, when I left my job, I did that originally to focus on writing children's books because that is my passion and you know, life happens and things don't always go as planned, but that focus is coming back into view. And as part of that, uh, I'm starting to, uh, produce a bi-monthly newsletter sort of about the, the children's books and that part of my life. So if bi-monthly newsletters are your thing, or you like children's books, or you have children, you can sign up, and I will actually send you a copy of my first book. So head to johnbraybooks.com slash MRS. There's a special page just for all y'all, and sign up. I'm so excited about this. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, it should be it should be good. There are, of course, a few things I need to finish on that page, but this will light the fire under my ass, hopefully. Get it done. Get it done. And uh, yes, please go visit that page. I'm going to go there right after we get off this call. First of all, wait, just remember, you need a football. Remember the football when you move? Oh, God, yes. I I don't have a football. I do need a football, though. You got to get a football. I will do that. And until next time, always look up. That's where the most interesting shit is. Many thanks to Tan Lines for the soundtrack, to Lisa Congdon for the cover art, and to Ryan Coomer for his expertise with the editing stuff. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.